Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and we're going to chop to the top because we have no control. Does Daddy know best, or should I look to the Super Sea Star Savior? Ugh, poor pirates. They were having the best day ever until they realized that I'm not a loser. Whatever. Tomorrow is when the going gets tough, so let's say that hero is my middle name. Admit I guess I miss you, and say aye aye, Captain. Don't worry, I can hear you. Joining us today are the usual BFFs, including Kevin, just a simple Spudge Jager. Ah, oh, such a good song. <laughs> Kimberly, our bikini bottom boogie game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Wearing bikini bottoms as we speak, just kidding. Yeah, the perfect. it's a perfect Zoom outfit. Right. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and with us today, we have two magical Tony-nominated people. One is a returning guest you may have seen in Tootsie, Spring Awakening, The Wildness, Wicked, and SpongeBob the Musical. The other is a first Broadwaisted first-timer who you may have seen in Bag Daddy, Fosse Verdon, and also SpongeBob the Musical. Musical. Let's give a big broad wasted welcome to friends of the show. Friends, friends of the, the show. show. Lily Cooper and Ethan Slater. So good to be here. My jaw was on the floor for all of those song references. Nailed it. Yes. So smooth stringing them together. Worked very well. Yeah, it did actually. It did. I think like a very cohesive. Um, cool. Well, welcome, welcome back, Lily. Welcome to the show, Ethan. We're super excited to have you both. And uh, let's get started with what are you drinking? Ethan, uh, let's start with you. You're a first timer. What are you drinking? So I decided to go with something visually recognizable for this clearly visual medium, uh, <laughs> which is a, a little a little Bloody Mary. Yeah. Beautiful. That's why I disappeared for a while. I had to uh, stir it up. That's great. Uh, Kimberly, what are you drinking? Um, I have just, you know, a standard gin and tonic with lemon instead of lime. Lily, what are you drinking? 
Um, I was so thirsty, I grabbed the first thing in my fridge, which was a very stale bottle of seltzer. So it's quite disappointing. And I <laughs> Beautiful. Um, Kevin, what are you drinking? Uh, Angry Orchard Crisp Apple Cider. Yum, yum. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, and then I am drinking Polar uh, Black Cherry Seltzer. And uh, with my classy, I poured some tequila into it, into Perfect. the can. Perfect. That's into very high can. school of you. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, you know, during this uh, during this alone time, I just like got in touch with my, uh, you know, my high school drinking self. You know, I don't have to leave the house. It's great. Hanging out in a basement. Yeah, I hang out in a ba- I hang out in a basement. It's for. <laughs> I now sound like a serial killer. Yeah, um, <laughs> but on uh, that note, uh, what are your favorite musicals? Oh, wow, um, Sweeney Todd. Right. Uh, speaking of serial killer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really smart. The, uh, that's a good. I feel. I feel like just I. I can't answer that question without saying Jesus Christ Superstar. Like I'm not 100 percent sure that it's true. Uh, sure. But I do love it so much, and if anybody asks, that's uh, that's just the first thing that pops into my mind. I don't think we've ever had anyone say Jesus Christ Superstar is their first choice. That sh- lo- that honestly shocks me. Yeah, but that's also I like that you you that I, I like that you went with your gut. It's such a gut feeling because when, yeah. when the first thing that I that I think of when I think of a musical is the opening shot from Jesus Christ Superstar, zooming in on Carl Anderson. Sure, then, sure. And then just like starting over, and then just like starting over fifteen times before the song starts. It's I, I just I don't know who made that decision, but it's the best decision in the history of cinema. I just love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> um that's amazing um let's uh I, I, let's talk about spongebob a little bit if you don't mind just starting from there um to you both of you and to them together separately like what's the legacy of the stage show like what like being a little bit further out from it um and kind of like having time to maybe breathe and look back on it what do you think the legacy of that specific show is whether that you think of it from a um you know a larger perspective or just like something smaller for yourself i i think that so many people loved it so deeply um and were really inspired by it and the way that it was created and uh just curious what, someone who was in it and was with it for such a long time with the journey what is your what's your take on it now looking back a great question is, yeah it's such a nice question too because like i do think that I I feel really I feel like everything has morphed as I've gotten further away, so that I'm I'm remembering um, like little moments in a, in just totally in a totally different context, and I think that that's like some version of nostalgia um, and like longing because it was such a good experience. But I think it's mm-hmm. also it also like crystallizes like the truthfulness of it, which is like it was a show that was surprising because it led with creativity and it led with hope and it led with sort of love in this weird way. And it could have been something totally different. And it ended up being this like joyful beacon, at least for me and the people that I got to talk to about it. So I think like that it's such a general vague uh, thing, but it feels like the, for me, it's just this creativity can come in so many different forms. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think it's surprising in a lot of ways because I, I know so many people who came to the show or, you know, thought of the show before they had seen it, it with such preconceived notions and thought that they were going to see something and ended up seeing something completely different. Mm-hmm. And loved that we broke those boundaries and said, 
no, actually walk into the theater and, and watch it first because it's going to be something completely different. And I just, I love that um, as a legacy to be like, don't just assume that this mm-hmm. show on a cartoon is going to be one thing because it's going to be something totally creative and heartwarming and, and profound. And in addition, I think the fandom is truly a legacy. Like it, mm-hmm. it's a fan base that I have never been a part of before or since. Mm-hmm. It's massive and so incredible. And like, like I, I did, I did like a meet and greet the other day with two um, young girls who were in different parts of the world who became friends as fans of SpongeBob. I know it's like the it's the best thing ever. Yeah. That's like uh, it's so beautiful. Uh, oh. Stop it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Actually, from there, let's go into stage door stories. Stage door stories. Um, I'm sure that you have some pretty phenomenal stage door stories from from either uh, regionally or when you came to Broadway. Um, and, and you don't even have to use SpongeBob as an, as an example. There are other shows you have, but something that, like, I don't know, is something that's heartwarming, something that's hilarious, something that was like you learned a lesson, or something mm-hmm. that kind of represents the stage door. Uh, to you, the, the experience of being a performer and, and coming out and uh, greeting the fans. Oh man, I, I don't know. There were just like so many amazing moments at the stage door. I feel like I feel like I had like dozens of, of times where I would come out and there would be like, uh, you know, grandparents standing at the very front of the line and would be like, I was dragged here by my by my you know grandkids and I really didn't want to come. I was doing it for them and I've already bought tickets to bring the rest of the family. You know, it's like uh, oh, yeah, yeah. happening all the time, which was so beautiful. But I feel like the best moments were like, I feel like the best moments were coming out and seeing, I'm, I'm going to speak to the SpongeBob moments. Cause I, again, like the fandom was like just so beautiful and like, so such a community and like coming out to the stage door and seeing people dressed in the most amazing SpongeBob, like cosplay, that's just mm. like unbelievable. Um, and then getting to talk to people like for whom it was a jumping off point for them to be like, I'm, you know, doing this kind of art because of SpongeBob. I'm doing like this kind of thing and handing us like the most beautiful pictures and paintings. Like that was so, so meaningful to me. It was really hard to move out of my dressing room because the walls were plastered with just awesome fan art. That's Um, very cool. So I just, I love that so much. Yeah. The fan art was next level. I have a whole, um, kind of like memory book filled with it. And I straight up have artwork hung on my walls on my my home mm-hmm. of amazing artists who gave us the gift of their art at the stage door, which is so cool to be able to like give something in a show and then walk out of the stage door and it has inspired other people to create things. Mm-hmm. That's just so special. That's kind of what theater is all about, right? Yeah. I feel like the, one of the other really fun things about SpongeBob stage door was when Tina would be at the show and she would be like, she would be like standing down at, at the base of the stairs, just being like, are you going to go out now? Are you, she'd be like waiting for each person to be like, are you going to go out? Okay, I'm going to announce you. And she would like walk, she would like run up the stairs, like open the door. She would close the door and be like, hide here. Be like, all right, everyone. <laughs> like we all loved each other and we all loved hanging out. And sometimes we'd hang out backstage and chill a little bit after the show. You know what I mean? And like wind down. And Tina would like come around and be like, hey, uh, hey guys. So um, there are... <laughs> 
you know, there are people at the stage door. Are, are you gonna are you gonna go out? Like, yeah, <laughs> Tina. We're going. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. She was so such a. Incredible. She would hype them up. It was so great. There's there's like no no feeling quite like going out to the stage door after a Tina hype show. And like, how cool is it that that the fans got that too? Like, I don't yeah. I don't never been in another show where a director went to the stage door. <laughs> No, like in my life, and she loved it. And people would ask for her autograph and pictures and stuff. It was so cool. Sure, that's, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that's so good. I, I just have one quick question. So, uh, speaking about like the artistry and everything, SpongeBob was such a beautiful show because of like the visual aspect. Like the music was incredible. You guys were great. Um, but like the visuals, like the costumes and the sets really developed and made that world. So what was it like that first like rehearsal when you were actually like in the world, seeing all your like castmates in their costumes on stage and like the world around you coming to life? Like was, what do you remember that experience of that first kind of run through like that? Yeah, totally. I remember it so vividly being walked through the theater for the first time. I specifically remember being walked into the theater in Chicago in our out of town mm-hmm. tryout because mm-hmm. we had, of course, seen SketchUp sketches of things and everything. Yeah. And, you know, you get to the theater on the first day of tech and they wouldn't let us into the actual house. Like we'd go to our dressing rooms and stuff. And then they gathered us out in the hall in like, you know, um, out in the house. And so then they would bring us into the actual theater and we all walked in at the same time. And we're just like, like, it felt like kids in an aquarium. Yeah. Literally did because we were just surrounded because Davidson is so brilliant and encompassed the entirety of the theater into this and created this world. Uh, It was so magical. And you just discovering new things. And they like really wanted us to have that immersive experience that the audience mm-hmm. would have, which was just so great. I'm so gr- like so grateful that they did that. Cause I remember at the time I was like, I just want to see it. Like, don't make us go to the dressing rooms first. And then we walked in and we're like, Oh, it was, you know, <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> That's cool. I have a follow-up question to that. Um, do you still have Foley artists following you around every day? <laughs> he will not get out of my apartment. Um, <laughs> I wish. I have to say, one of, one of the most amazing... What were you saying, Lily? No, I'm just saying, he can't sneak up on anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I try. It's, like, it's so loud. It's so well synced, so I can't be mad about it, you know? It's like... <laughs> But, but probably like my my best memory memory that will like linger in, for the rest of my life was on closing night. Um, we were like backstage and it was like emotional, whatever just like hanging out. And then um, all of a sudden the audience just starts going wild, like screaming, like just going so, so loud. And we're like, what is going on? What's going on? We like run over to stage management and they're like, um, Mike Dobson just entered the theater. And like he, like our Foley artist, Mike Dobson, who like, you know, is on stage and has been with us since the beginning. He's like such an integral part of the show. He is the thing that ties it together, but you don't know if that's being, noticed you don't know if that's being picked up on you know sometimes design elements and and musical elements sort of fade into the texture but the fact that our our community our fans and our the audiences at these shows were so like tuned in to how mm-hmm. important he was it was just like so beautiful um and they gave him like a three minute long standing ovation and then everyone and, like then he was like okay okay like you know <laughs> that's good that's good thank you <laughs> that's amazing oh, that's awesome um, he was like 
so fun to just watch. Like because he, he's like so in it. He's like so engaged and in it. Yeah. And he's doing so much. Like at any given moment, you look over and he has like five things in his hand. Would you believe so that during the workshops, he was doing all of that plus playing the full drum kit? No. Wait, really? It was, it That's was wild. So, so wild. He would just be like playing like a like a tight groove for like a Cindy Lauper song. And going, bing, boom. <laughs> just like out of rhythm. Like hit, like hitting the snare and then a rubber chicken, you know. It was it was outrageous. Wow. That's, That's really crazy. Insane, but I'm just like, can you imagine getting that sub book? Being like, you're just going to sub my oh, show yeah. for the day. <laughs> Easy. Just a drum kit. <laughs> right. It's like notated with like little doodles on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like the picture of feet as opposed to like honk horn here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something I also wanted to bring up is Lily, um, uh, this is more of just a shout out because you're wonderful. But uh, one thing that I'll never forget is when we saw Tootsie in Chicago, the first time that you said, well, the first time we heard you sing there was John is like something I will never forget. How did you were spectacular? And even when we saw it again on Broadway, just like perfection. Um, so we'll talk about Tootsie for just a second. Um, I just want to hear kind of what was for such an intimate song that really is just like you and the audience and you and whatever you're picturing. Um, I guess, what's your process? How do you create that such a, in such a big showy, you know, comedy musical, you really create this, this microcosm that says so much about the character while also feeding plot. Like how do you, how do you as an artist kind of take that moment and, 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 and push it out and convey it? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think that that was one of the most challenging things about Tootsie. I um, really, in the scheme of things, was kind of the straight man in that show, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the hardest parts in comedy. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of setting up jokes and letting them fly uh, from for someone else. And that moment I loved so much and because it was the song that I sang for my audition. Mm. And I remember just falling madly in love with this song. And it's challenging. It's it's not an easy song. It like flips between registers. There are like 11th jumps. It's really crazy. But once I kind of like honed it and got it into my, my voice, it felt like David Yazbek wrote it for me. And he 100% didn't, but it felt <laughs> like that. I think mostly because of the subject matter. It's about being an artist and it's about the things that you sacrifice. And it's like, how do you not relate so deeply to that concept? Um, So it felt really close to home. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that that really helped me delve deep into that kind of like intimate moment. But in terms of like allowing my character to kind of go those to those places I think it was vital for a comedy like that right we need you need kind of these polarizing moments because if it it, that was a pretty slapstick hilarious ridiculous show but you need these grounding moments to bring us back down to reality and to also remind us that these characters are real Mm -hmm. and they have real human traits and flaws and I just thought that that song did that so 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 beautifully it was one of my favorite Yeah, definitely one of my favorite moments in that show, especially because of the contrast and you also were wonderful. Um... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, Ethan, flipping it back to you, uh, what did you do to play Joel Gray as the MC in Fosse Verdon? Like, where do you even start, like, with Iconic? And, like, how much of yourself did you bring to it? And how much was, like, were you supposed to just, like, kind of just, like, be him for these moments? Like, what was that process like? That was probably wild. It was super, super fun. I think it was, it was like a big B, just like, I think B Joel Gray right now kind of thing. But I feel like um, there definitely was, but, you know, I think whenever you're doing an impression uh, or whenever you're doing an impersonation of somebody, I don't know, you you always are asked and want to um, like have it so in your body that you can do your own thing and it feels lived in because otherwise Mm -hmm. it'll just feel not lived in. So I Mm -hmm. guess... What I would like to say is that I was doing a Joel Gray, but I was just, I just felt so much like Joel Gray. And um, maybe that's you living, true. You were living your best life as Joel Gray. 100%. I was in the moment. I was living the truth of the moment. I was in the reality of the moment, but just being Joel Gray. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it was mostly, I was just sort of watched it and was like, okay, what does he do here? <laughs> <laughs> that can be um, your me- that can be your memoir, being Joel Gray. Oh my god! Yeah, it's later. <laughs> it's story. like it's yeah. being John Malkovich, but it's someone climbing into my head as I climb into Joel Gray's. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you know where else we climb into people's heads? Oh god! Oh dear. Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. Kevin's corner. So welcome to Kevin's corner, where I get to come up with really fun questions by doing stupid internet research. So today we're going to be playing a game called "Who Knows Who More," according to Wikipedia. So I am going to ask Ethan five questions about Lily based on her Wikipedia page. And then, Lily, I'll ask you five questions about Ethan based on his Wikipedia page, and we'll see who knows who more. So each question will be worth one point, okay. and then there's a round two, which is worth five points, so that way we'll see who wins overall. So we'll start with questions for Lily about Ethan. Right. Pressure's on. on. All right, question one. According to Wikipedia, Ethan grew up in this alliterative two-name city in Maryland. Oh, two names. I was going to say Bethesda, but that's mm. my name. Wow. 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 Wow, Elsie. Unfortunately. <laughs> Are we allowed to help guess? Uh, Brian can help you for like a half credit. You said alliterative. My guess is Chevy Chase. Wow. Oh, super close, too. That's a good guess, but not right. Mm. Kimberly? I was say too. No? Well, he is, is from... Wait, he, Maryland? It's what? Is Chevy Chase a town in Maryland? It is. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. 
Chevy yeah. Chase, the actor, founded a town in Maryland. Um, <laughs> In his, in sort of like as like a second career kind of thing, it didn't pan out, but the town really flourished. Oh wow, that's incredible! Um, <laughs> Only Ethan, real facts here in Kevin's corner. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan, you want to give us the real answer? So if I had to guess, because it's an alliterative uh, place and it's in Maryland, my I'm going to go with Silver Spring. That is correct. Silver What's up? Oh. I like that you. I like that you only got that from the alliteration, not growing up there. I just know geography really well. That's something <laughs> that's really important to me. I, I like to read maps. So. I love it. All right. Question two. According to Wikipedia, Ethan played this role in the 2015 web series Redheads Anonymous. Um, he played. Sam. That is correct. Yeah! <laughs> what? Yes, you did. You knew it. I, I knew have it. no idea I how he did it. And I knew that one. Here we go. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Ethan lit up the small screen as this original sentimental man in this critically acclaimed Fosse Verdon show. He played, <laughs> wait, he played the MC in Cabaret. Who was the original sentimental man? Oh, Joel Gray. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Uh, next question. The Broadway crew was legit shook when we watched Ethan as Jerry Samuel die in a violent manner, enhanced by impressive stage magic in this 2017 off-Broadway show at St. Luke's Theater. Who's your bag daddy? That is correct. Oh yeah, who's your bag daddy? That was so crazy. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Sorry guys, but that was crazy when you died. But like the magic, like four how it years happened, was right? so good. I, that was so fun. And would you believe that it didn't work every time? Oh. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it worked when we saw it. <laughs> once, once we were open, it worked. <laughs> it worked really, really well. Yeah, I thank thank you for the donuts. Yes, very nice of you. Oh, of course, my pleasure. <laughs> And our last question uh, for Lily. Besides one honoree Theater World Award, according to Wikipedia, how many awards did Ethan win for his performance in the titular role in SpongeBob SquarePants? Um, I think he won like a Broadway World like Audience Choice Award or something. Uh, so that's one. <laughs> And wait, did you list another one? You said besides? But there was one, he, it says he was an honoree for a theater world award. Does that, does that count as winning? So, so besides, yeah, I didn't know. So that's why I said besides being an honoree, how many awards did he actually win? So you have one so far. How many do you think he actually won? Um, I think he won two. The answer is he won four. He won four? Wow. He won the Drama Desk for Outstanding Actor in a Musical. That's he what won, I knew. He won the Outer Critics Circle Award for Outstanding Actor. Outer Critics Oh my God, you're amazing. How did I not remember this? And he won two Broadway.com Audience Awards. Uh, one oh. for Favorite Breakthrough Performance, Male, and one for Favorite Leading Actor in a Musical. God, wow. How come those aren't your background, Ethan? <laughs> because I want to be looking at them, so they're right behind my computer. 
Yeah. Those are for me. Okay, so Lil, you got three points. That's pretty solid. Okay. I could have done better. I'm quite disappointed in myself, to be honest. All right, Ethan, you ready for this? Here's I just I do want to say like I'm pretty I'm pretty bad with like sort of names and things like I'm I'm like okay but like now I'm like pretty nervous yeah <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of names in, yeah, in yeah you're questions this one is, this one's very namey so sorry oh um, <laughs> according according to for according no reason, but do you know how to chat on Zoom? Just like for no reason, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's like been. Do you have a few years of experience? Okay, let's do it. According to Wikipedia, Lily Cooper's years active as a musical theater artist are blank to the present. Okay, hold on. Gosh, I don't even know that one. Okay, hold on, hold on. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to do some some reverse engineering, right? Like, so when did I first hear the OBC? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, so when did it come out? Um, and then like, but then would your years active have started like, let's say 2007? Is that your guess? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? What do I have to lose? 2007, final answer. That is incorrect. Lily, do you know the answer? I'm going to guess 2005. You also don't know your life. Brian and Kimberly, do you have an answer? (laughs) 98. Oh, I would have said that too. According to Wikipedia, you became active starting in 2006. Split oh. the difference. Does that mean that we each get half a point? <laughs> yeah. Yes, actually. We were, we were one off. That sense. Okay, that actually makes sense. That makes sense. Wait, talk, talk me through why it makes sense. Well, because that's when Spring Awakening opened on Broadway, but when it was off Broadway, it was 2005. Ah, see. That makes so sense. I guess Wikipedia just doesn't count off Broadway. <laughs> Wikipedia got real pretentious. All right. So next one. Quick question two. According to Wikipedia, Lily began 2014 as Lucy Brown in the Atlantic Theater Company's off-Broadway production of this classic show whose 1956 production won a Tony Award for the lead the only time an off-Broadway performance has ever been honored with a Tony. What? Wow. Didn't know that part. I learned this. 2014? In 2014? In 2014, Lily did this show at the Atlantic Theater Company, and she played Lucy Brown. It's, um, oh my God, it's a, it's, is it a Brecht show? Um, oh my God, come on, Ethan. Come on, you've got it. The good, the... Three Penny Opera. There it is. <laughs> Isn't that All easy? by myself. <laughs> a- apparently, Lottie Lenya won a Tony Award for the, her off-Broadway performance. Whoa. How is that possible? I, I don't know. That back. They made it happen. That's awesome. Good for her. Um, here we go. Question three. All national tours have names. Like, for example, the Hamilton tour legs are known as the Philip tour, the Angelica tour, stuff like that. Uh-huh. So according to Wikipedia, what was the name of the national tour of Wicked that Lily was on here in the United States as uh-huh. the Elphaba understudy in standby in 2014 before she jumped to the Australian tour and then to Broadway? Classic. 
I can. I have a good hint. I have a good hint for this one that won't give it up, but I think it's a good hint. I would love it. I will it's take the a, hint. It is a location within the world of Oz. That's great. That's a good one. Is it the Oz Dust Ballroom Tour? <laughs> That's amazing, but you get one more guess. I get one more guess. It's a location in Oz. Uh, uh, okay, so there's like, is that Munchkin I, Land? That's perfect. <laughs> that's, that's correct. What? <laughs> can, I tell, can I tell a really, really, really quick story? Which is yeah, that of I had an audition for Bach uh, maybe 10 years ago. <laughs> and, uh, I was doing the sides and I said uh, Munchkinville. And they were like, hey, can you take it back from the top? Loved what you did. Super, super good. Um, everyone knows what it's called. <laughs> you just can't. You just can't say it wrong. I'm so sorry. You just can you mind taking it from the top? So did you know what you had said wrong? I was in a full fugue state, uh, terrified. <laughs> I had never had like a, a, a like a big scale Telsey audition till that point. You so booked it, right? You booked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I turned it down for scheduling reasons. Right, of course. <laughs> to pursue more TV. Um, mm-hmm. I saw the production of this Jonathan Larson musical two days before Lily stepped into the role of Susan, a role I saw performed by Sierra Renee. Tick, tick, boom. And she rocked it so hard. It was so good. Yes. You were so good in that. Thanks. And the last question in this round, I have seen two shows in Chicago before their Broadway runs that I then saw on Broadway. Both productions featured Lily Cooper. Mm -hmm. What were the two shows? I'm gonna go ahead and say the formerly known as the SpongeBob musical and uh, Tootsie. That is correct. Boom. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So Ethan has four points and Lily has three, but everything can change in round two because this is worth five points. So this is where we'll determine the leader. And this question is, my cousin is getting married at the end of next month. What is her name? (gasps) So here's how we're going to do this. You Uh You each get one yes or no question. And then we'll let you go back and forth four times. And if you haven't gotten the name yet, I have a final clue. Amazing. All right, so let's go first. So you get a yes and no question starting with Ethan. God, I really want to waste it on a funny question, but then I'm going to not be able to answer. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, is, is her name more than two syllables? No. Dang, I left, I left the door way too open. Why <laughs> <laughs> open? All right, Lily, you got a question. Okay. Wasted on specifying it. Just so, so what we have decided is the name can be one, two, or three syllables. No, one or two. One we or two. More than two. Oh, I thought you said more than three. Okay. I thought more than three. I think that's where you got that from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one or two syllables. Uh does her name start with a vowel? Smart. No. Okay. All right. So now you're going back and forth, four guesses each. So we'll start with Ethan. Is her name Jen? No. Oh, that would have great. Is her name Sarah? No. But look at look at the response. Okay. Is her name Dana? No. Oh, 
now I can't read you anymore. (laughs) Is her name... Kelly. No. Is her name... (laughs) Wild. Gina. No. <clears throat> more guesses. You just get. You just get two. Yeah, you get two more. Even gets one more. Is her name? Oh, wait. Is her name? Is her name? Ah, <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah. Is her name Becky? No. All right, final guess round before I give you a big clue. Okay, great, 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 great. Okay, so we've got two bits of information here, that it's two or fewer syllables, and that it starts with a consonant. Yes. Yes. Okay. There's only one possible answer. <laughs> Is her name Pam? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was Pam. <laughs> really, your final guess? Is her name Mary? No. Okay, oh. your, your big clue. Her name is a palindrome. Mm. Oh. Oh, that's a good clue. Name race car. Race car, right? <laughs> <laughs> her name is race car. You're correct. <laughs> It's like, madam, I'm Adam. Palindrome names. Oh, oh, I have one. Oh, no. But it it starts with a consonant. Damn it. Oh. This one does. Her name does. Exactly. That's my my idea did not start with a consonant. Wow. This is hard. This is tough. It's a good clue, but it's tough. It's a, it's a good... I'm very excited to figure this one out. Let's start at the beginning of the alphabet. B. B. <laughs> B. Bob, Bob. Bob, Bob. <laughs> B-A. Bab. Bab. Okay, that's nothing. C. Um, no, 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 no. Go back to B. D. Not D. Not C. D. Okay. I'm just going to sing a song while I'm thinking. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Uh, Hannah. There it is. No. That's not fair. You got it. You got it. So that means. (laughs) You got it. That means that. Uh, Lily won Kevin's corner. Yay! <laughs> I got too excited. I like. I really. I really couldn't have stopped myself from saying it if I meant to, which I didn't mean to. I wanted to say it, but I couldn't have if I. Right. He, <laughs> I was so excited that that you did. That you uh, that's been Kevin's corner. That was a wild, wild corner today. You're welcome. Um. <laughs> so we we are here to talk a little about the town halls um, Broadway by the years that the two of you are participating in. Um, 
just be <clears throat> so you can uh, you can stream those at the townhall.org on April 26th. That's the Cole Porter years that features Lily along with Alexander Gemignani, Kenita Miller, and friend of the show Danny Gardner, and more. Uh, May 10th, you can check out the Candor and Ebb years, Beth Level, Tony Asbeck, and friend of the show Danny Gardner, and more. And then um, May 24th is the Andrew Lloyd Weber years. Ethan is on that one. Uh, Max von Essen, friends of the show Liz Calloway, and then Danny Gardner again again and more um and uh each each uh each one of those streams is nine to ten songs with a dance number uh featuring and choreographed by danny gardner friend of the show and um uh, each one of those on the dates that i had mentioned streams at 7 p.m on each of those dates uh, and then is available for 72 hours on the site afterwards so go to the townhall.org uh in order to um purchase uh the viewing rights or whatever they're calling them now to those um but I wanted to talk to both of you about kind of uh, two things. I don't know if you're allowed to share what you're saying, if you know, um, but also, um, you know, these are called Broadway by the year. What through your eyes, what is Broadway by the years? Like, I know they're doing Cole Porter, Kenner and Ebb and Andrew Lloyd Webber, but like, you know, your experience through theater, what you've seen, what you listen to, like to you, what is Broadway um by the year what what pops out to you and 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 if so why do you connect to the one that you're doing or they were just like here sing this yeah broadway by the year is actually it's this series and my dad has been involved in it for years cool something that i had actually gone to and listened to and heard you know kind of since i was a kid so i've always loved it because it really opens your eyes and ears to other generations and decades of music that we don't hear anymore really Mm -hmm. Such a great kind of like flashback to what the old age of Broadway was. Um, and I'm singing Cole Porter, so that's what it really feels like. It feels like this kind of classic old school musical theater, which is so fun to delve into because we don't get a lot of that anymore. So sure. I love kind of like honoring the tradition of musical theater and um, honoring, you know, the the – amazing composers and artists that created a kind of groundwork for, for what Broadway has become. Yeah, totally. And I feel like, um, well, first of all, I neglected to say like Mazel Tov to Hannah. Like, that's so exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> just like, I just realized like we got into so, so into guessing Hannah's name that we were like, oh, there's like a reason for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, how amazing. Uh, but no, but I think that like, I think that's, like that is it for me too, is like being able to look back at these different eras of musical theater and and these eras of of Broadway. And I think I've become a lot more aware in the past, you know, couple of years of my creative life about how much each musical that we like grew up loving and grew up like being fans of actually like really spoke to a specific moment um, and that they weren't written just as, you know, pure entertainment, but like a lot of these musicals that we think of as, um, as sort of like the old, you know, standbys or whatever, were written in response to the political climate of the day, or uh, you know, these social issues that were coming up that were being expressed in various ways that that aren't always successful, um, and uh, sometimes you know, fed into some other sort of you know, problematic growth things. But um, it's really important to see how musicals are housed art is created and why it's created. And I think that obviously um, these three concerts are done by composer, which is also its own sort of really cool 
peek into a composer's mind. But I think sort of the concerts that I've been a part of in the past that I've seen in the past where you're looking at 1956, you're looking at 1974 and mm-hmm. the musicals of that year, you can start to be like, oh, right. Like these musicals that were written right in the wake of the JFK assassination are, are speaking to that. Camelot is speaking to that. Um, and I think that that's a really important frame to look at, you know, to, to understand this music through. So uh, that's what it means to me. Yeah, absolutely. Dramaturgy concert. Yeah, the dramaturgy, like taking things like contextually, how they were impacted by what was going on in the world. Also, I think something that is so cool that doesn't really happen anymore is that musical theater at one point was popular music. Mm -hmm. And I I listened and, and learned about a lot of songs through artists who would sing those songs outside of the context of the shows. So like the two <laughs> songs that I'm singing, the two Cole Porter songs that I'm singing, I actually knew the most from Ella Fitzgerald's versions of those. For sure. <laughs> which I just love that they're on these different albums of different artists and different pop artists and popular culture. And it was so in, ingrained in the musical culture of the world and it was so, these songs and this music was so well known by everyone, not just music, quote unquote, musical theater fans. And I, mm-hmm. I love that. That's oh, awesome. Totally. Um, yeah. So, oh, Kevin. I was just going to say, um, Ethan, how have you been preparing knowing that you're taking on like such an iconic role as like the chandelier from the Phantom of the Opera? And do you have <laughs> like a costume at home to wear to be the chandelier? Yes. I've, I've actually built my own costume. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be hovering. What's amazing about the opportunity to film at home is that I can do some like really cool screen magic, which is not worth it because no one's going to watch this zoom call. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. Uh, yeah. oh, what a, what a privilege. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, should we, so, so, um, check out, go to the townhall.org, uh, check out that again, uh, check out Lily on April 26th, the Cole Porter years, and then May 24th, the Andrew Lloyd Webber years, uh, for Ethan. Um, uh, and then, uh, d- you'll get dance numbers by Danny in both of them. So like yeah. really what a, what a, what a home run there. Um, and then after that 72 hours on the site. Um, so check that out. But, uh, on that note, should we play a game? Let's do it. Absolutely. Speaking of, we can play a game called Broadway by the Ears. Oh. Oh, by the Ears. That's good. Um, I was going to try and like audio share and like make myself a playlist. Sure. Instead, I'm just going to real straight tone read some lyrics. Oh, my. Hey, hum a a few bars. (laughs) Yeah, I thought about whistling. (laughs) <laughs> you can guess by a whistle, um, but we're just gonna go for some straight-toned, uh, very deadpan lyrics. Um, and to get points in this game, I will read just a short snippet of a song, and then you. There are two points available: the name of the show the song is from, and the year that show premiered on Broadway. Oh God! So you need the um, show and the year it premiered. Yes, and that will get you two points or one okay. of each. We'll get you one point. Sure. And um, this list is weird. So here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it begins with, um, don't laugh at my jokes too much. 
Oh, um, it's bing, 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 bing. Ding in whenever. Ding, ding, ding. It's from Oklahoma, and it's people will say we're in love, and it's from uh, 19, oh, God, 56? No, 40, 40, 40. No. Kevin stops guessing. Anyone know when Oklahoma premiered and changed the face of musical theater? It changed the legs, too. Thank you. Change the body Thank of you. work, really. Uh, no. Go Dude. for it, Ethan. I mean, you know, why not? Why not stab in the dark? 1958? No, I'll just go down. 1952. Oh, yeah. Is it like 30? Uh, is it no, it's 40, like... 41? 40s? 40, 42? 40, 40? 43? 1943. 1943. No way, really? Wow. Yes. I always thought it was post-World War II. Did I? No. Right in wow. there in the back of it. Wow. Wild. See? Look at that yeah. dramaturgy. How interesting. Yeah. And then, as my husband will make fun of me constantly, um, I will now say that we will get to live through the 100th anniversary, and isn't that cool? Anyway. So cool. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> crickets wander murmuring. Ding, 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 ding. Lily. Spring Awakening. Correct. Which debuted on the Broadway in 2006. As we learned earlier today. Wow, this is really full circle, full circle. <laughs> Perfect. When Lily became active. <laughs> <laughs> I was just asleep in my shell. Yep. <laughs> activated. Yes. I was out of the Christmas. <laughs> okay. Oh, here's a fun random series I created. Uh, first one. Money, 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 money. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, Lily. The SpongeBob musical, which debuted in 2016. Incorrect on both counts. Really? Whoa. Ding, ding, ding. Later rounds. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, It's it's Cabaret. Correct. Um, I'm trying to think. I wrote the year down wrong. I think I wrote the movie year. So the movie 72, the musical 66, and the revival is 98. I don't remember which one it premiered in. Gross. I'm pretty sure it's from the movie. So Brian we're gonna say 72 because he knew it all fine. Brian was negative Brian gets negative five points for being an overachiever. <laughs> I agree. Um next. If I get a half a point because those lyrics were also in SpongeBob. Um yeah. Cool. <laughs> also, uh Mama Mia. <laughs> say it correctly. Oh, I missed Mama that one. Mia. Okay. Mama yeah. Mia. Sorry. Mamma Give me your money. Give uh, me oh, your money. Uh, I got it. It's it's um it's uh Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. And it that premiered on Broadway in 2003. Correct. Boom. Wow. Um, and then next we have money money in this drawer. Money money round the store. Mm-hmm. Money money from the floor. Lily, might you know this one? Yeah, I just wanted to give it to somebody else because I have so many points. But I'm just going to say uh, SpongeBob 2016. Great. Yes. 
<laughs> I was Super started good. writing the first one to SpongeBob, and then I was like, but it's also cabaret, and it's also all these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Randomly, I keep covering the camera for fun. Okay. <laughs> Life upon the wicked stage ain't ever what a girl supposes. That's a uh, showboat. Correct. Uh, and it premiered in 19... 19- Mm-hmm. 36? No. Anyone else know what showboat? Huh? 48. 42. Uh, 39. 40. 38. 37. Uh, it, <laughs> 36? 27? 27 is correct. What? What? Nineteen twenty-seven. It was the first one. I didn't even know they had music back then. (laughs) (laughs) It was just at the beginning. They had just come out with the piano forte. (laughs) (laughs) They had just invented the stage, and what else could we do but sing on it? (laughs) Exactly. Okay. All helpful urges should be circumvented. (gasps) Ding 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 ding. Yes. Wicked, the musical, which premiered also in 2003. That is correct. Okay. Oh, so good. Art. But for the record, I've known all of these answers. I just have yeah, to slow yeah. and react. Totally. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I've been quiet. Um, heart, stop racing. Oh. D- yes. Ding. Is that from Anastasia? Quite close, but no. Oh, that's <laughs> art. Don't fail me now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Art stop racing. You were so I, proud of yourself, though. If it was, <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> sheepishly proud. Is that? Art stop racing. Is that? Is heart? Is that uh, waitress? Yes. Oh. Two, it is. Well, that was Hamilton season. So, what is that? Twenty fifteen. Anyone else? 2014? I don't know. It's 2016. 2016. Was that the season after? That was the same season? It was the same season, but they opened in the spring. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Um, next on my list, Heart. <laughs> don't fail me now. <laughs> that, is that one, Waitress? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> You know what year? 2015. No, it's not right. 2016. 13? 2017? 2014. 2017. Wait, what? I know. Doesn't that feel too... When did Spongebob come out? 2016. 2016. No, 2017. Anastasia was after Spongebob? Was that the same Tony season? It was the same... No, we were the next Tony season. I think we were we were December 2017, Tony season 2018. Oh, that's that right. Yeah, 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 yeah. March 2017. So yeah, different season. Tricky. I would have known if Anastasia. <laughs> All right, and to round it out in the heart category, you've got to have heart. Ding, 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 ding. That's, that's, that's damn Yankees. Mm-hmm. 
And what is that, like 52? Anyone else? 58. No. I think it's, I think it's like, I'm going to be way wrong. I'm going to go big and I'm going to go big and then I'm going to stay home. Right. Um, like 73? No. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't the movie from the 70s? Maybe. Look, I, I feel really good about my answers. I'm going <laughs> to stick with it. And you know it's wrong. But yeah, 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 yeah. But I feel like the YouTube video has 1973 in the parentheses. It's, I know for a fact it's 50s. 54. Close. 55. Correct. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, the movie was 58. Come on. Come on, oh, Ethan. I don't know what to tell you. 78. <laughs> Ethan, didn't you even watch Fosse Verdon? Here's the thing is I did and I thought it took place in the 70s. So I've got, yeah, your I've got episode? A, well, yeah, you did. Oh, right. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it's all about you, Ethan. Yeah. Oh, uh, I played Joel Grey. I'm you so cool. Right. That Actually, is all that about is. me. <laughs> Thank you for putting it in that perspective. You're welcome. You, uh, yeah. All of a sudden, we all get kicked out of the Zoom. It's just <laughs> yeah. you that's left. This is Ethan's show now. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, that has been Broadway by the ear. Yay! Yay. So good. Welcome for not whistling. (laughs) I think Lily won. I wasn't really paying, I wasn't taking too much count, but you talked the most. So I'm going to say. I like that Lily very innocently asked who won. (laughs) No. Who won? Who won? Who won, was it me? Uh, before before we end the episode, Lily, I know you have something super cool coming up that we're all really excited for. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. We are doing a virtual wildness reboot, which is a production of this fabulous, wacky, crazy, fun musical that I did at Ars Nova. Um, several years ago and it is interactive and it's amazing music by Kyle Jarrow. Um, we have the original cast coming back, the original band coming back. Um, That is, I believe on May 26th, Wednesday night, May 26th, the wildness redux. And it's going to be super fun. So tune in. The light, see the light now. See the light. We we are very excited. We are huge Sky Pony fans. We love the wildness here on Broadway. So we will absolutely get behind that. Everyone find tickets for that. We'll post about that as well. Um, But in the meantime, check out Lily on April 26th. So so think of two dates, April 26th and May 26th. on April 26th, check out the Cold Porter Years with Lily. May 24th, check out Ethan. And then May 26th, check out The Wildness. Um, again, go to thetownhall.org for more information on those Broadway uh, by the year uh, concerts. Um, thank you both for so much for joining us. This was thank so you. fun. Thanks, thanks for having for, us. Yeah, thanks. Um, and we end every episode with a quote. And mm-hmm. today's is, I'm just going with best day ever. This was so fun. Yay. Best day ever. Um, you can find us at Broad Wasted on all social media platforms. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, join our Facebook group, uh, and then Patreon. We do fun stuff on Patreon. Um, that's really great. Uh, and then you can, of course, find us wherever you put your podcasts to put in your ears. Uh, and that is Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five, Five stars, stars, please. And thank you. 
Um, thank you both so much for joining us. Lily, thanks for coming back. We, we always get nervous when we're just like, do you want to come back? And they, and they say, yes. Yay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ethan, I hope you will come back. Um, yeah. Great. Uh, well, we're going to turn you down, but we just want to know. That, like, <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. Um, I have so much respect. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but seriously, thank you both for taking the time. We really, really appreciate it. Um, everyone tune in to Broadway by the year. But as we end every episode, we raise a glass. And we say, cheers. (laughs) Thank you all so much. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.